All right. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so fucking upset. Oh my god, dude. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Live from the 8-1-5. Episode oh, 60 man. of Life from the 815 podcast. It's me, Colton. It's Jake. And Sam is a big fat bitch. And he's not going to join this episode because he's sick or something. But I don't really don't care. Jake, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing really, really well. Um, I feel like we should just jump into the elephant in the room. We are recording this on uh, Tuesday night, right after the Cubs just lost the wild card game to the Rockies 2-1. to one. In 13 innings, Colton, how are you feeling? Besides depressed. Well, Jake, one word that I can um, say about myself that is not depressed, I would go with. I'd go with the uh, compound word that I learned in middle school. Compound words are when you put two words together to make one word. So one word to uh, describe myself that's not depressed is heavily depressed, with a <laughs> with a hyphen in the middle. Folks, this is going to be a low-energy show. I can just feel it right off the bat. Folks, we are recording this. I'm not over-exaggerating. I FaceTimed Jake seconds after the Cubs lost. I had zero time to cry, to do any re- I didn't even get up from the seat that I was in. All I did, Jake and, Jake and a test behind me is my couch. <laughs> I slid down my couch. Yeah, it, it looks exactly, I can vouch, he looks like he literally just slumped off the couch onto the floor, picked up his phone, and FaceTimed me. I'm so. sitting on the floor right now in in deep depression. This team stinks. <laughs> You've been saying it for weeks. I told you guys, they were not going to make a run in the playoffs. I just didn't think they would fucking suck like this. Yeah, I mean, after, we, we didn't even get to discuss, because it doesn't really even matter at this point, but the Brewers, well, it does matter. The Brewers catching them by winning eight straight at the end, tying the game, game 163 yesterday. That was brutal to watch for me. I can't imagine watching two elimination, not elimination, but one game. Yes, they are elimination games. People are going to say that for, for the rest of the time. If you have a game at home to win the division, Against a team that you basically had their number all year, except for the last month of the season, <laughs> and and you are playing as bad as they are in the last month, you that is a uh, that is one elimination game. Yeah, I mean that is. That yeah, that game one sixty three was unbelievable. I mean, that is one of the coolest things in sports. I don't I don't like that people. You know, I think most people found it really fun. I know Cubs fans are probably pissed because you, you kicked the shit out of the Brewers during the season, like the record-wise, in the 18 games before that one. So, you know, in, in most sports, you just would have been handed the division. But Game 163 was super awesome to watch. 
but I can't imagine being a Cubs fan and having baseball is just draining, absolutely draining to watch when it's a close game and it's a long game and you had two in a row. I'm dead. Yeah, I think, I, I I think you can hear it in my voice. I'm like I'm exhausted. I'm so tired mentally, and physically, and spiritually right now, that I have no other words but fuck this team. I'm glad they lost. This is the worst night of the year by far. Okay, well, um, do you want to look forward for the Cubs and say how do they get better next year? What's to look forward to? So, today during this long, long, long game, and yesterday during that long, long, long game of no hitting, the only thing that I'm super pumped about right now is that when the Cubs have a need... Theo goes and gets a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he is not afraid to throw money around. No, so this year, everyone always says Cubs need pitching, Cubs need bullpen. But at the time of the trade deadline, at the time of the waivers, Cubs were not hitting. And Theo went out and got a hitter. He got Daniel Murphy. I legitimately think right now, in the Bryce Harper sweepstakes, this is the best thing that can happen to the Cubs. I'm literally seconds off of it happening, and that's why I'm not (laughs) excited right now. (laughs) I am crushed. But next week, the week after that, and for for the next 10, 12 years, however long the Cubs sign Bryce Harper, I legitly, I am, like, right now, crushed, Broken-hearted, slummed on the floor, drunk, crying. Colton thinks that the that Theo is gonna do like he he just saw the team that he built, and what and like like and like I said all year people were like oh they don't have the pitching oh they don't have the bullpen oh they don't have this nobody said all year the Cubs don't have the hitting, but now they literally just lost in the playoffs, basically back-to-back games. Was scoring one run, one being a solo homer, one being a base hit and a single. And then that's literally all I did for 18 straight innings. Yeah. Uh, did you see the stat they showed? The Cubs had the second most games this year with one or zero runs. And the only team ahead of them was the Orioles. That's cool because the Orioles are historically bad. <laughs> yeah, they lost 115 games. The so. Orioles <laughs> were 63 games back or something like that. That means if they went on a 62-game win streak and the Red Sox went on a 62-game losing streak, <laughs> they did not make the playoffs. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh. Yeah, Baltimore finished, no, Baltimore finished 61 games out. So. All right, egg on my face. That's the most embarrassing thing we'll talk about all, all in the history of the show. Yeah, um, what do you want to do? You wanna do? I want to jump off a cliff right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, would you rather have Machado or Harper on the Cubs? Because you do have a vacant hole, which we never discussed. Addison Russell. We never talked about it this, uh, that on this show, which is funny. But uh, <sighs> he's probably not going to be a Cub anymore. Um, Here's the I thing. Feel like Machado fills a hole way better than Harper does. Machado coming to the Cubs is the biggest dark horse story in sports history. We've been... <laughs> 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 nope. 
I am in a state right now where I have zero over-exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, come on. Compose yourself. Be a professional. Yeah, we're serious. Okay, but all joking aside, I really, un until this exact moment, in my deep, deep hole of, of depression, I totally forgot how fucking shitty Addison Russell is <laughs> and how much of a possibility Manny Machado is now. Yeah, you're welcome for giving that just makes so much sense. I mean, the Dodgers don't really have a spot for him because they have a superstar shortstop coming back. There's going to be a lot of teams vying for him, but, you know, Cubs need it too. Oh, they also man. need, you know, maybe a starting pitcher and some bullpen. Uh, dude, give me a hitter over bullpen right now. Give me a hitter over starting. If we get Machado or Harper, I, like, on, like, do you do you get where I'm where I'm coming from on oh, how? Yeah. I mean, before the season, I know you said nobody said the Cubs were going to struggle hitting. That was the spot I said. I was definitely on that the Cubs need more hitting because after Bryant, Rizzo, and Contreras, it was a bunch of question marks. And Hayward, and this year it became Baez and you know Rizzo. You know it was Baez. Rizzo's only jump. only second half. Hayward was the second best hitter on the Cubs all year. Isn't that I mean, fucking sorry, weird? He, he didn't have a ton, He didn't have very much pop. Still, but he was the know. guy that, like, during everyone's slumps, it was Baez and Hayward. Yeah. That can't be a team that goes deep in the playoffs. That's unbelievable. No, yeah. I, I think Baez, I know he was almost the MVP. We don't have an official. It's probably He's, no, Yelich wins MVP. Get, yeah. if, if, if he doesn't, the league is 100% rigged. Hopefully, by, hopefully no Cubs win anything. Hopefully everyone hates the Cubs. Hopefully Cubs don't get a single vote. I hope Baez drops out of the top ten. I hope everyone says fuck the Cubs and somehow the Cubs just get really pissed off and get hungry. Because this team stinks. This team can't hit. This team got two runs in two giant deciding games on a solo home run and a fucking base hit. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they needed more run production. Was, Going into was, this year, yeah. if I said, hey, Jake, the Cubs are going to have back-to-back -back huge... Huge postseason games against the Brewers and the Rockies. And, and the downfall is going to be the Brewers and the Rockies pitching. <laughs> that actually doesn't even make sense. Like, I would not believe it. Oh, my God. That, that, is, that should be, like, I don't know, on a T-shirt or something. That's amazing. <laughs> like, Isn't that the worst? Yeah. That's oh. Several thoughts from the game. That Freeland guy for the Rockies is... Done. Awesome. That's, I'm, the thing is, I do like the Rockies. I'm not, like, mad that we lost to them. I'm just mad that we lost in general. Um, yeah. I said it last week. If the Cubs were to play the wild card game, I'm glad we lost in the wild card game. You probably can't hear by my voice right now. Or by the fact that <laughs> I'm holding, so glad. I'm holding back tears every single word that I speak. But if the Cubs played the Brewers, the Cubs are not beating the Brewers in a five-game series. And I would much rather just lose one game to him than lose a series to him, living in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean I don't think I could handle the Cubs Brewers five game series because that one game it wouldn't so it wouldn't be five games it would be three or four, <laughs> max. This Cubs the team Brewers, could. Brewers are real hot right now. I feel confident about them versus the Rockies. The Rockies, man. I mean that pitcher was great, but every pinch hitter they used. Was batting 170. Yeah. I swear to God. Their whole team's batting 170 except for like, Arenado, Story, and. LeMay. 
Lemayhew. And Lemayhew. And then, but like Lemayhew bet, would bat like two sixty this year, so that means their their next best hitter is Matt Holiday, who's one hundred and twenty five years old and had mercury poisoning. And played Triple A this year. Like, this is yeah. I don't know the, how the Rockies. The Brewers ball. are gonna dominate that series. They're gonna play the Dodgers in in the second half. The Brewers might go to the fucking World Series, and that, that would, would make amazing. me sick to my stomach. <laughs> I would be so happy. I mean, the Brewers deserve deserve it. <laughs> if I didn't live in Milwaukee, I'd be high, I'd be pretty happy for them. Yeah, I mean, it's been a real roller coaster for the Brewers. We're finally getting some national spotlight, but uh, man, baseball is heartbreaking. Yep. Uh, how do you feel any Joe Madden moves you're pissed about? I personally think that pinch hitting Jason Hayward with the bases loaded over Kyle Schwarber seemed insane to me. I can't believe that happened. I really and he struck, can't. And Hayward proceeded to strike out, by the way. He struck out on a, on two swings. So that makes me right. That Joe if wrong. <laughs> so, he, so he swung and missed to make it two strikes and swung and missed to make it a strikeout. If he makes the most solid contact that that bat and that body and that pitch could physically make in 10,000 alternate realities, you do simulations. And the hardest hit ball out of all those swings with the exact same swing is maybe a fly out to left. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. They were yeah, dog shit swings. It was basically, hey, Jake, here's a bat right now. Don't warm up. Don't ever take a pitch ever again. But bat lefty. <laughs> And then here's, but then here's two fastballs in in the major leagues. That's how you would look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's I think that's how I'd look righty. But uh, Hayward, Hayward inspires no confidence. I didn't. I was so happy when they. If Schwarber would have been up, I would have been shitting myself. Like this is a grand slam. The Cubs are going to be playing the Brewers. I can't believe okay. he didn't pinch at Schwarber. He did later, and Schwarber ended up getting out, striking out two, I believe. But either way, Schwarber with the bases loaded is a scary thought. I genuinely can't believe that happened. Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> his whole Cubs career, great postseason hitter. And you like, and people say obviously, oh, like the big thing will be, oh, well, Hayward pinch hit, um, in case the game went longer and they had a defensive replacement in the outfield that wasn't Schwarber. Fuck you. <laughs> like, like I've been like, like, like bitching about this entire time. The Cubs can't hit. The Cubs cannot hit. You put the better hitter in a situation where historically he's going to bat 300, like in his career, like in the playoffs. Just get yeah, him. I mean, look what he did with a fucking coming off a torn ACL, like with no warm up. Man. I can't believe that happened. If he brought Jason Hayward on deck and didn't even show me, um, no, but, but he, he teased Schwarber. I why? Like why? Because it's not like they're one's a righty, one's a lefty. They're both lefties. They're both like, lefties. Who are you teasing besides the fans, you dick? I can't believe that happened. The the announcers. Were, oh my god, dude! I honestly thought Alex Rodriguez was gonna come into his microphone when <laughs> Kyle Schwarber walked. Him. Oh, the whole booth, the whole booth was like, "Is that Kyle Schwarber? Oh my God, base is loaded to us. Here's Jason Hayward. Oh my God, that's Kyle Schwarber's music, and it's like, you know. <laughs> by God, is that Kyle Schwarber's music? Ba ba da boom. <laughs> and then Jason Hayward's pussy ass music comes on. And then he slunks out of the dugout. 
takes three cuts. Oh, oh. So that was that. That's number one on what chaps my ass this game. <laughs> number two, obviously it paid off because the bullpen was really good. Don't take John Lester out of that game. Yeah. I genuinely think that. I think John Lester was getting better as the game was going on, and the crowd was feeding off John Lester. Yeah, that's fair. If John Lester I comes out and and it. shuts, if John Lester comes out that next inning, shuts them down in the seventh inning, like one, two, three, or just gets out of it without giving up any more runs, that crowd's going banana land. I mean, that crowd was banana land. That was that was a crazy crowd today. That crowd was going nuts, but like. It was so sad. I, I just think that John Lester was the one part of that entire Cubs team that was doing its job. And he's going out there, and he's going to shut down. I mean, obviously, it's, I sound dumb right now because it, it worked out, and the bullpen came in and, and, like, did well. But, like, at the time, I was like, that's so stupid. Give me John Lester in this game, going out there. If John Lester gets out of that, gets out of the top of the seventh without giving up a run, like... I think that's just so much like momentum going into the Cubs bottom of the seventh. Yeah, they're feel they're feeling great. Yeah, I totally agree. So that's but, just uh, that's just a, a moot point, and then um, I don't know. Just my third my third gripe is just this shitty team. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad this team is. I've been saying it for what two or three episodes now. It's like a third episode in a row where I've talked about how bad this team is and. They're just. This was not a playoff team. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like my October is gonna be so productive now. It really is. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna not be watching a lot of baseball. So. Like I purposely didn't schedule an interview for one of our episodes on Monday because of that stupid ass game one sixty three. <laughs> yeah, that was really important. That was a great game. I mean, again, the burden. You know, Cubs just don't hit. That's the problem. They don't hit. So, I do think that even with Jason Hayward's contract, even with Zobra's contract coming on, or like one more year, I think Theo's going to pitch a pitch to Machado or to Bryce Harper and get them in Chicago. I really do. Yeah, I mean, you got to at this point. With that lack of hitting, that, you know, the second most games with one or zero runs, just that can't happen. And like, Especially because your pitching rotation doesn't look as good as we thought before the season going into next year. You know what I mean? You don't have the five aces we thought. So you need, you need hitting 100%. And, if, and like, I'm saying this with no disrespect to the White Sox. But be, because if I am a White Sox fan, I'm thinking the same thing, that, that they're going to make a hard push for Manny Machado. And it's the same situation as when, like, when the Cubs are going after John Lester. Where it's like, oh, like they're like the bad team, but this would be the sign, and that like turns them around. Because I think if uh, Machado, or like one of these big free agents, goes to the White Sox, that team uh, rebuild is just like hyperdrive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just it doesn't feel like the year to do it because of the Kopech injury, but. But like what I'm saying is that if, if, if you are a big time talent and you have consideration to go to Chicago with the White Sox. But then all of a sudden, the Cubs come and give you a similar offer. It's going to be tough to turn down the Cubs compared to the to the White Sox. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the, the, the Sox will have to overpay. Every, they will have to outpay everybody to get a name. But the thing is, is that they can't. They have so much money you know, to spend. I, I actually think 
that I'm just saying this so I can like say it into existence that the Ricketts family is just gonna buy a World Series because well, because like this core I have a notebook somewhere in this apartment I wrote during my class today uh-huh. and I have a full page of thoughts if they won and if they lost but they lost I'm, I'm pretty depressed oh actually ironically it's right next to me this fuck this sucks Oh, fuck me. This stupid-ass notebook out. But what I was... Uh, is this it? I turned right to it. That's so annoying. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Here we go. If we lose. It will be... It will because... <laughs> this is literally what I wrote. I, I have it dated and timed. Today at 1 p.m. Alright. If we win tonight, I think we will beat the Brewers in the Brewers series. Brewers have no faith in their bullpen other than Hader, Knable, and Herrera, sort of, whatever that guy's name is. So the Cubs, so the Cubs will have to stay patient and work counts against their their starting pitchers to get to their bullpen early and tire their bullpen out. That's how you beat the Brewers. And I have a lot more thoughts. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm just gonna move on. That's if you won. That's if we won. This is if we lose. If we lose, it will be because we, because we don't hit. If we, if we cannot hit. We will heavily pursue hit, um, hitting in the offseason, which means dot, 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 Bryce Harper. <laughs> I was dramatic in my writing. <laughs> and then this year will be highlighted by Javi making an MVP run, but the first thing that I will think of is Chris Bryant's injuries. Um, this is all one more year out of this core's prime on rookie contracts. The windows shut very fast. Ask the Royals in, in Kansas City. Things can happen very fast. Obviously, we will not be as fast shot as the Royals, but things will happen a lot quicker than people expect. So, I hope that the Ricketts... Oh, this is all written down. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is scripted, folks. So, I hope that the Ricketts open their pockets and pay whatever free agents will come to Chicago so we can win right now while people are still in their mid-20s. Yep, um, that's right. Except comparing the Cubs and the Royals is just... I know, but like, but like, what I'm saying is that people are being like, yeah, Cubs have three or four more years. The thing is, like, Contreras' contract will come up the same time Baez's contract will come up. Two years later, Bryant's contract comes up. Almora, Hap, these, these, all these guys, like, within a three or four year span, everyone's contract is is gonna come up, and you gotta sign two or three of them, which means, which means we'll sign Javi, we'll sign Bryant, and then all of a sudden we don't have, we have D plus C minus. Uh, role players instead of C plus B minus role players. B B B B plus if you're comparing them to the Rockies role players, like the Cubs bench is, was unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like the bench was nuts this year. <sighs> <laughs> oh man, what a, what a, what a season! This is a year that, that that you're supposed to make a run. John Lester's only going to get older. Cole Hamels, if we pick up his contract, he's only going to get older. Jose Quintana, only going to get older. Kyle Hendricks, fuck yeah, Kyle Hendricks, I love you. Even though you, even though you gave up the game-winning run, you are so good this year. Yeah, out of the pen, though. I mean, you can never blame a starting pitcher for blowing it out of the pen. It's, they, you know, they're not meant to pitch in those spots. Also, that's another Joe Madden thing that I want to gripe about. If the Cubs won, their one, two, and three pitchers pitched this game. Their four pitcher pitched yesterday. Who, so who, who pitches? I don't know. Quintana on three days rest of the first game of the playoffs? Oh, my God. 
Against the Brewers again, dude. Um, like, literally a day later or whatever. Like, what are you doing? That is crazy. Okay, that's enough for the Cubs. I'm still super depressed. Yeah, so, uh, what do you got out of the NL? You think it's going to be Dodgers or Brewers? Or Rockies? Well, you already said you think the Brewers are going to beat the Rockies. Here it is. I was thinking about it today before I wrote my journal. Okay. I'm going Indians over the Brewers in the World Series. Wow, Indians making it out of the AL. Yeah. That's ballsy. They had, like, not 90 wins, right? No, yeah, they were, I think they wouldn't have even been a a wild card. Well, yeah, they wouldn't have been a a wild card team in the NL. Yeah, or the AL, so, obviously. But, um, so that's a ballsy call. I mean, there's so many good teams in the AL. I really hope. Uh, when do the A's and Yankees play tomorrow? Tomorrow. Uh, the today. A's are starting a, a reliever. You see that? Oh, no. That's very exciting. The A's are bullpenning it. They are not starting a starting pitcher. They're going full bullpen. You know what? I don't hate it. We'll see how it goes. I mean, they won 97 games this year. That's a damn good team. They can easily beat the Yankees. So. Uh, yeah. They came out and said that... that um, the Yankees are a team that is all about matchups. The Red Sox can be dealt with with starting pitchers. And then they said if it, if, it, if they, like, go full bullpen uh, in the wild card game, they will go starting pitcher, starting pitcher against the Red Sox if they get there. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that they laid out their whole plan. And so, you know what? Because their plan is so uh, thought out and explained to us, I'm going with the A's over – or actually Brewers over A's. For the fucking World Series. That would be the that's the that's the MLB's worst nightmare. Yeah, that would be a nightmare. I mean, those are two crowds that when their teams are in the playoffs are very rowdy. You know, like yeah, but, back in the day they had that crazy fan section. The Brewers were top ten in attendance this year in a shitty market, you know, like So that's your actual World Series prediction? Is Brewers over A's? Fucking yeah. Uh, you know, that sounds stupid. I mean we're going to get into it, but we sound stupid on the show all the time. I sound depressed, whatever. But, well, yeah, the, so the only thing that that would make me excited about is to screw over the MLB because their marketing stinks. The only yeah. the only thing, I put this in our notes, the only thing that made me excited recently, did you see the uh, Ken Griffey Jr. postseason commercial? No. Oh, look this up, folks. It is so cool. So basically, it's your like regular postseason commercial, but it starts off. And the whole, so it's like a minute and a half, and the first minute is them showing things during the season about unwritten rules. And it's like, it, it's a, it says stuff like, oh, unwritten rules. And then it shows like 10 plays. And then it says, they say don't, don't throw your bat after a home run. It shows Bautista's bat flip. It says don't celebrate a strikeout. It shows like pitchers celebrating strikeouts. They say don't, don't, um, be too flashy in the field when you make when you make outs. They say don't be flashy when you run bases, and it's showing every sort of flashy, big time play that you can possibly imagine. And then yeah. and then Ken Griffey Jr. comes in, like currently, like kind of fat old Ken Griffey Jr. And yeah. and he turns and he says, "Fellas, they're having fun. Let the boys play." And then and then it says MLB comes in with like MLB postseason, and it says unwritten rules are a thing of the past. Hell yeah. I think that's so cool. I'm like, dude. I love that. That honestly sounded like MLB fired 
their marketing person, and it was just, like, some young gun coming in and was like, dude, this is what we have to do. Yeah, we gotta just do this now. And Huge I fan. I also love their other uh, playoff commercial, because it had the song from The Greatest Showman. This is The Greatest Showman! Oh, shit, I didn't see that. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, that that's is a good one. that is the movie of the year. That's the movie of the century. I love that. I love that movie. So, I I listen to that. A great song, especially for a playoff hype commercial. I know every word to that entire soundtrack, and I'm not even close to kidding. Well, you definitely have to see that commercial. Though. I'm so mad at myself that I haven't seen that. But we'll move on from the MLB because I am depressed. But do you have any thoughts? Final thoughts on baseball before we move on forever? Because I don't want to ever talk about baseball ever again. <laughs> We may never talk about baseball again, so I'll just, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. All right. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. So you're Brewers over A's, I'm Indians, Indians over, over Brewers, Brewers, and we are both on the Brewers to the World Series wagon. <laughs> uh, all four of these teams are not going to make it to the CS. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably not, but I mean, the Brewers did have the best record in the National League. So. All right. Well, we can move on to football where I should be excited Mitchy titties, Mitchell Trubisky, Hall of Fame numbers, whatever. I'm, I'd be more excited if it was if you talked to me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that or like eight hours. Whenever that game started, like eight hours of price. Um, we were gonna start the show. Colton was a little too depressed to find it. We we're gonna start it with a clip last week. Sam, all-time quote. We're gonna see Chase Daniels in the third quarter is what he said. It's going to be so bad at halftime that we're going to bring out Chase Daniels because Trubisky's playing so bad. And uh, Trubisky goes on to have, like, the greatest game in Bears history with six touchdown passes. Um, Sam's not here to reap in his, you know, or leap about how he's our QB whisperer, but... uh, (laughs) There's, like, a point where I think Sam's just trolling because he has... 95% 95% of his QB takes are wrong. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's, it's getting bad. Like I, everything he says about a QB, you might just want to fade him. And, he, you know, then you'll know what's going on. He, what's annoying is that if Sam was on, if it wasn't quote-unquote sick, Sam, if you want to feel sick, you should feel how I feel right now. I feel sick to my <laughs> stomach, and I'm still That's on here. Sick. Um, But Sam said that we did technically see Chase Daniel come into that game. He did, he did text that when we were mocking him. Uh, that was in the fourth quarter because Mitchell Trubisky had already thrown six touchdowns. Yeah. So that is an uh, all-time take. And, um, Sam, you are officially the worst QB whisperer this show's ever had. Sam, I know for a fact you will not um, listen to this episode, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Sam. Um, so actual takeaways from that Bucks game. Um, it feels like the Bucks were really bad, and the you know what? My positive from the Bears is Matt Nagy is officially a good ass coach. Like I would take him over McCarthy right now, just because his offense is so good. Oh yeah. You know, like he that scheme. I swear to God, every single play that Trubisky gained yards was out of the same formation. It was three to one side and one the three bunch to the one side and one spread out wide. Sometimes it was Tyreek Hill, sometimes it was Trey Burton, whatever. They mixed it up, but and they just ran right into the zones, and they were wide open so often. It's, he, Matt Nagy just dicked down dirt cutter. Yeah. So, well, yeah, here's the thing. If if Trubisky makes the throws in the last few weeks, his numbers, like he has like 50 or 60 extra yards a week. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think Nagy's been doing a good job the whole time. It's just, it's been hard to see because Trubisky's been missing the throws. Yeah. We'll see, you know, I'm going to have to see more from Trubisky to, you know, give him full faith. I'm on, I honestly, like, there was a lot of people who said he's just bad and will never be good. I was still on the bandwagon that, you know, I said Andy Dalton last week. Give me Andy Dalton. Yeah, Give me I him. mean, I, I think now maybe it's Andy Dalton plus. You know, like, that was really impressive what he did. If you give me, like, a medium rare plus, like an Andy Dalton plus, it's like yeah. a, little, a little more than Andy Dalton, this Alex team... Smith. I think Andy Dalton and Alex Smith are the same, same, same tier. It's so hard, yeah. But if you give me that tier and, a, like, a tiny bit more, this team's going to the NFC Championship game. Uh, maybe. I mean, that defense is, is really good. Khalil Mack had another forced fumble. That's, like, I... I don't know. I really, I'm speechless. It's so cool. It's like, that's like the only word that I can think of. It's just, it's just really cool to have honestly a top two or three best Stevens a player in football on your team where every time a quarterback drops back, there's a part of you that's like, oh, this is like, I, like why even watch it? Cause it's going to be a, a rush or it's going to be a sack. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, we should also talk about uh, my favorite bear, I think, Akeem Hicks. Got um, kicked out of the game early. Fucking idiot. That was, you know what? I, any player who hits a ref, I'm about it. I've been saying it for years. When guys make shitty calls, they should tackle the ref. Clay Matthews should have tackled many refs this season. And uh, <laughs> that's all. I mean, I love it. It just makes me like Akeem Hicks more. So that's my you know favorite what, player. You know what's like super cool is that um, we have Leonard Floyd, first round pick, who's supposed to be like our like a big like. Rush pass rusher, and then we have and then we have Roquan Smith. The people were saying was the best linebacking prospect in that last like 10, 15, maybe twenty years. If you want to get like a little exaggerated, and no and nobody's talking about him because Khalil Mack is so good, and that means that when you like obviously NFL teams are going to be looking at those other two prospects, but the main point of like focus is going to be on Khalil Mack, which is going to let these two young players one learn from uh, Cleo Mack on both, like, how he acts on and off the field about, like, working out, practicing, and total attitude and how he, like, hustles on the field. And two, they don't have to be the focus of um, teams, like, going after him and, and like, double-teaming Roquan Smith or double-teaming um, Leonard Floyd, like, off the edge. So I think those two are going to get so good, and that just makes me so excited. And now Akeem Hicks is coming into his own. Eddie Goldman hasn't even had, like, a – the kind of year that he's been having during his career, and this defense is really good. Yeah, I mean, man, I cannot deny that. We'll see if the offense can keep it up. You guys have a bye week to game plan versus the Dolph, the mighty Dolphins. So uh, Dolphins are bad. Sorry, Dad. The Dolphins aren't. aren't they're not bad. They're not good. I, the I Dolphins are like a, like a seven and nine team. Yeah, maybe. And, and they're already eight. three and one. Yeah, I can see him being eight and eight. But yeah, they're not a great team. They got absolutely smacked by the Patriots. So, I don't know. My big takeaway from the, that six-touchdown game from Trubisky is that Matt Nagy is legit. And, yeah. you know, he, he is very Andy Reid-esque where, you know, but, you know, how much Andy Reid do you really want? Because Andy Reid always loses in the playoffs. He often disappears in second halves of the season. I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, people always say, well, like, Nagy and uh, Andy Reid are, are, like, so similar. Doug Peterson came from Andy Reid, too. So, like, he has all of Andy Reid's qualities, but he had, like, more balls than Andy Reid does in, like, his play calls. So, hopefully we can see that out of, like, Matt Nagy 
and the bear and like these bears teams have have more balls than the uh, Andy Reid teams. You know, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean he's going to be a totally new coach, but one thing that seems consistent with all the Andy Reid coaches is uh, the lead running back absolutely disappearing. I love that Bears fans will constantly say we need to feed Jordan Howard the ball more. And then the game where he gets what two twenty yards or something. He had twelve carries for like twenty four yards. Yeah, you guys have the best offensive day in the history of Bears history. Like Yeah. So that I mean, I don't think the Bears, I don't think Bears fans are used to this though, you know, a high powered passing offense. So we'll see if it sticks uh, when they play the Dolphins in two weeks. I don't know. I guess you just get to be really happy for two weeks because they get to sit on a bye after putting up 49. Yeah, this is this is cool to like sit on this high for like a whole other week. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, quick but question: Who would be in first place if the Packers win this week? <laughs> three one and one versus three and one, and so we have a half win and a half loss, but we also beat you. Who would be in first? I don't think anybody. I think I think the Bears would <laughs> technically. I, I think they. I think that. Uh, NFL people would have to look up their rules. They'd have to Google it. Uh, that, well, that is quite the scenario. How annoying is it that we should have had another tie this week? We should have had two ties. It was crazy. Like, the Browns and the Raiders were going to tie, and the Eagles and the Titans were going to tie. So, man, the tie, they're stupid. Well, what about, was it the Texans and the Colts? Oh, that could have tied, that could have been three ties. That should have. The Texans, in the, out of all three games, the Texans and the Colts should have been a tie. The yes. the Texans have zero timeouts. There's 40 seconds left. Fourth down in, on the Colts' 40. The Colts decide to go for it, and they miss it. Texans get one uh, first down, down it, and then uh, kick a field goal. That should have been a tie. Yeah, man, the Colts suck. But uh, the NFL has a serious overtime rule. I wish it would have been three ties this week, just so they would have been forced to change <laughs> Five the ties in four weeks would have been bananas. <laughs> they would be scrambling. You notice they already completely repealed the rough in the passer call. Yeah. I didn't see one this week. I didn't see fucking one. Well, <laughs> I did I did see uh, there was there was like four or five different sacks that I saw on Twitter uh, that um, or it wasn't even sacks, it was just like quarterback hits where the linebacker didn't even wrap a quarterback. He just fake wrapped him, put his shoulder down, hit him, and then jumped backwards like a. Oh, I saw that too. It, it, they were calling the big hits. Was, yeah, like kind of like right after they got rid of the ball. What do you you know? Yeah. I, well, I, did you see a Clay Matthews one where he hit the quarterback and then turned to the ref as the yeah. quarterback was falling and just like put his arms out and he was he was like waiting to catch the flag. Yeah, but there was no flag. Clay Matthews didn't get called this week. Yeah, every, exactly. every time he touched the quarterback, Packers, by the way, we'll get into it, they had seven sacks. They were all over Josh Allen. Um, every time he was near the quarterback, he immediately looked at the ref like with his hands out. Like, oh, we can it. just go in, um, um, into the Packers right now. How do you feel about him? Uh, I mean, it was a good win. What I think is that Aaron Rodgers right now is playing damn near mediocre. Like, straight up, he is not... Aaron Rodgers. He's, I'm not panicking. I think he's pretty hurt. Yeah, uh, that's like that's he, that's the only thing that that you can what, say. You know. No, what I, what it is is that he's not practicing. He's had one practice in this whole season. That's a good much. point. Yeah, he's not he's not sharp. He's just good. He's not with if, the first if that makes team sense. Offense. 
Yeah, the same thing happened in the relax year. All Packers fans know R-E-L-A-X, relax, Rodgers. He played mediocre for six or seven weeks that year, and we were struggling along. He said relax, the offense will get working. Rodgers always gets better as the season goes on. He work, The offense gets more crafty. He figures things out. He's going to start using Jimmy Graham a lot more. I mean, we won 22 to nothing. The big takeaway was, damn, our defense looked unbelievable. First shutout since 2010, like most sacks since 2011. We, that, that was, we haven't seen that in a long time. Now, yes, the Bills are terrible, but, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot, of, a lot of teams are terrible, and the, getting a shutout is damn impressive. We look good. And a uh, funny question I thought of, another uh, mind-bender of, uh, this week, wouldn't it have been nice to have the Bears offense and the Packers defense? What kind of team do you think that makes? Like, for, during the regular for season? Decade, for a decade, we've been saying, man, if you could just have the Packers offense and the Bears defense. <laughs> but this week, it was the exact opposite. And um, how do you think that team would do for a full regular season? For this regular season? Yeah. I would say 3-13. and 13. <laughs> like, um, uh, you know, maybe that is that is fair. Because the I think because the Bears are so teams. good at having quick offensive possessions that are like three and out. You know what I mean? If that yeah. if that Packers defense has like a, a, a defensive series three and out, defensive series three and out, that next defensive series is gonna be tough. Oh, I, I mean I, that makes sense, but I, I think the Packers defense is pretty legit with uh, the new Mike Patton. We we've looked good. I know if you look at we've had. Two bad quarters. The one versus the Vikings where Kirk Cousins threw for like 250 yards and two touchdowns. But that whole game, we were like shutting him down. Dalvin Cook couldn't do anything. The only thing that's beaten us is Adrian Peterson, who he beats us, you know, pun intended, all the time. Like, he's been doing it for a decade. (laughs) So, I I think, think, you know, if if we're going to rave about I think the Bears offense and Packers defense deserve equal praise this week. Because the Bears ripped up the worst secondary in the league, and the Packers just absolutely stomped on the worst offense in the league. Josh Allen was running for his life. I don't know how we got so much pressure. Kyler Fackrell, who is, by the way, terrible, had three sacks. I, I don't know. I mean, our secondary looks amazing. Haha, <laughs> Clinton Dix has been playing out of his mind. Did you see his interception this week? I did. I was, was I was at a, a golf tournament in um, Wisconsin Rapids. So, post post tournament on Sunday, uh, I saw the end of the second quarter and the rest of the game, uh, along with like every sixty year old uh, Packer fan in like a two hour radius. <laughs> How fun is that? Also, it was cold as balls, and I was I just finished a golf tournament where I started at eight a.m., which yeah. it's really cold at eight a.m. And my warmest hat is a Bears hat. So I walked in um, with a Bears hat on, and people gave me shit. And then uh, there was two separate highlights during that, during a commercial at the uh, Packer game of the Bears scoring. And I just I stood up on my chair, like on my bar stool, and I got higher than everybody else. And everyone stared at me, and all I did was smile and just slowly sat down, which is which which is which is pretty cool. But whatever, the Cubs lost, so like why? Wisconsin like, wins. Yeah, what do I know about sports? The Brewers are, are going to win the World Series. Packers are, are going to win the uh, win the uh, Super Bowl. Wisconsin's going to win the college football playoff. Notre Dame's going to lose out. That, 
that, that's probably uh, likely from your just your luck. But uh, finish up on the Packers. Yeah, I just think that our offense was just piss poor, really. I mean, Rodgers played average. Our receivers were dropping the ball. One highlight, Aaron Jones is back, and he looks electric. He looks so like, good. He looks so good. Like, the balance and the speed. Just He just stays alive. He, he's going to be a stud. We should give him 15 carries a game. And I think he'll be a, a stud running back for the Packers for a long time. We dropped a lot of passes, but other than that, good game. It, now we go on to the Lions, which is a huge game. I know the Lions, you know, a lot of people say they aren't good, but they smacked the Patriots. So anything can happen. It's a noon game in Detroit. You know, the Rodgers has got to come out, and he's got he's going to have to score points this week. I mean, he can't we can't kick five field goals versus the Lions. I just don't believe it. So, we're going to have to score some touchdowns. It's starting to daunt over me that the Cubs season is over. Yes. I'm getting, I mean, I'm getting in a really dark place right now. You're sinking into the sunken place? <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, well. Do you have any, any other, other thoughts on the NFL? I said. Um, let me think. What else happened in the NFL? The Browns screwed me. I, I would have won some money on a pick em pool if the Browns didn't lose that game with a stupid ass. Did you see that uh, fourth down call? Yeah, oh my god. That whole game was actually insane. John Groom going for his first win and the Brown Mayfield going for his first win. That was one of my favorite games. That was probably the most fun game to watch this week. Agreed. Yeah, uh, Baker is electric. He's definitely a rookie. He's definitely not sharp. But I wish we had him so bad. Like, yeah. he's, he, like, obviously it sounds dumb with Trubisky having the best day in Bears quarterback history on Sunday. It just doesn't look like it does with Baker. Baker looks good. Baker is exactly what I want in a quarterback. He's the kind of guy, he's an incumbent, like, he's, He's six foot, like two ten. People, I, I think, forget that he's just, he's not the biggest guy. He's kind of a small no, he's, little. He's Russell Wilson size. Yeah, but he but comes he in. No shit. He's like Baker Mayfield reminds me of the guy where, if if he says something and somebody in the locker room is like six eight, like three fifty, they're ginormous. Baker Mayfield will go up to him, grab him by the chest, and pull him down to his level and say, yeah. "You fucking look at me. This is my locker room. Fuck you. We're gonna win this game. Do your fucking job." And then throw That's him away. Very Baker. And I love that. That's what that's what you need to be. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. I think ba- Baker is. I love I love Baker as a person. I didn't think he was going to be the best quarterback, and then you know he was taken first overall. And at that point, I usually just lean my judgment into the NFL and say, you know, if he's taken first overall, we're going to be damn good. I don't know shit, and he is damn good. So. Yeah. So. Moving forward, hopefully Baker just wins every game out, but he screwed me this yeah, week. Browns, I would have won my pick and pull, which really matters. So <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's there's probably like 15 total pick and pulls alive in America right now. So the NFL is absolutely nuts. Fuck. God, this stinks. All right, well, I guess moving on to NCAA football. Uh, Wisconsin had a bye, right? Yes. Notre Dame won. They crushed Stanford. Great win. Yeah. Huge Looking win. Good. Here's the thing. That win, if we win this upcoming week against Virginia Tech, which people 
are kind of thrown away because Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion, and they dropped from 13 to, to, to nothing in the rankings. If they beat Old Dominion two weeks ago, Virginia's around eight or like seven or eight in the rankings. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're 24th right now. They're, they're 24th because they were 12th, I think. They lost to Old Dominion at home. And then they beat Duke on the road, and Duke was ranked. So that being said, if they don't lose to Old Dominion and they beat Duke on the road, they're in, they're in the top ten. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, on overnight, they blew out Florida State. Yeah, no, Virgi- Virginia Tech is very good. Virginia, like playing at Virginia Tech is one like top five hardest road games in college football. Have you ever seen their home games? Yeah, no, I know. Dude, I, I'm a big Virginia Tech fan. Uh, uh, Mike Vick and actually Marcus honestly, Vick. Marcus Vick. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's what I meant. But me and one, Sam have tried pretty hard to get Marcus Vick on the show. Really? <laughs> yeah. That, that would be amazing. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying really hard, but um. Uh, yeah, dude, look up best of Enter Sandman Virginia Tech football. Your nipples will get such hard chills that they will fall off your body. It is one of the... You know, you're tired of your nipples? Maybe watch get them right off. Get them right off with this sweet-ass video. If anybody ever doubts, like, I, like, people sometimes say, like, oh, college basketball or college football is, like, a better pure sport. Fuck you. The pros are always better. If you don't like the pageantry of college football, look up Enter Sandman Virginia Tech videos. It's unbelievable. It's so cool. It's like 80,000 people in the whole stadium, and all joking aside, 78,000 of them are jumping up and down in perfect rhythm, it feels like, to the song Enter Sandman. Oh, it's great. It's so cool. And that place is is crazy loud, so I'm saying if Notre Dame wins that game... They can lose one game the rest of the year and make the playoffs. I think that's fair. I think they would they would be losing to a real bad team, but I think they would probably still be. Well, here's the thing. Ironically, so they have a game at Syracuse, and right now Syracuse is five and zero. I think they just hopped in the top no, twenty-five. No, they're four and one. They just lost to. They just lost to Clemson. Syracuse, what are you doing losing to Clemson? Well, <laughs> funny story about Clemson. They decided to start their uh, freshman quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who. By the way, for long-time listeners, I mentioned uh, a year ago when he was a senior in high school on Trent Dilfer's quarterback show on, like, NFL Network. He was a stud, and uh, I said he might play as a freshman, and they decided to start him. Their uh, redshirt senior or whatever decides to transfer the next day, and all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence struggles a little bit, then gets injured, and they have to bring in their backup against Syracuse, and they sneak out a win. So, Clemson in a little bit of trouble right now. Dude, Syracuse was up 23-13 in the fourth quarter. They blew it. Oh, they were up. They gave them a a touchdown with 41 seconds left. Syracuse is good, and I legitly think they're going to beat Notre Dame. (laughs) No, you know what? They're going to beat all these teams. They're going to lose to Northwestern, who's legitly terrible. Do you remember preseason? This is exactly what I told you. I know, you said they beat everyone and lose to Northwestern. They're going to lose to Northwestern. They're going to lose to, like, I, th- I, th- I said Wake Forest, too, but they're going to lose to a team like this. <laughs> they still have USC at the end of the year, and USC lost two games to start the season, and now they look decent, so who yeah, knows. Real, real average. You know what? This is, this is what's going to happen to Notre Dame. They're going to beat Northwestern. Then they're going to lose to Syracuse. Then they're going to lose to Notre Dame at the end of the year. So, to Notre Dame? Or to uh, USC. So oh, then... Man, that, that so. I mean, 
Well, I mean, honestly, Notre Dame's so good, the only team that can beat them is Notre Dame, so... If they that's, had to beat... That's a good point. So, fuck. <laughs> like, talk, man, this, this, uh, talking about Notre Dame right after the Cubs get eliminated from the playoffs is not a good idea. I can't believe the Cubs are out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just looking around. Coleman's currently just looking around at the ceiling and uh, feeling depressed, feeling sad, down. There's not much escape from this. It hurts because this is exactly where I watched the game. <laughs> yeah, you, this, it just happened to you right there. It's the scene of the crime. I, I, I sent you a picture of this. I changed my clothes into a full Anthony Rizzo uniform. <laughs> he did. Exactly. <laughs> so look at that picture. Also, a fun exchange. He sent me, uh, he was drinking Old Styles to, uh, you know, help the Cubs win because obviously, you know, come with a beer. I had to immediately crack open a couple of Coors Lights just to uh, try to counteract it. Apparently, I, w- I win that battle, but I was out of Coors Light by the time the Rockies. I bought, so um, I got home at 7 p.m., and the Cubs was at, like, 7.05. Luckily, yeah. I live on the same block as a liquor store. So I go into the uh, in, in, into Gilbert's Liquor, shout out to Gilbert's Liquor on uh, Locust in, in Milwaukee. Um, sponsor the pod. <laughs> so I ran in there. I, gra- I was, like, literally, like, out of breath because I ran uh, to the store so I, I wouldn't miss a pitch. And I went in there. To get wine, because I knew I had a drink for this episode, because I was anticipating this fucking depressing-ass loss. And I'm in there, like, looking at cheap-ass wine, and I look to my right, and I saw a 12-pack of Old Style. And, Jake, I'm going to show you. I am. Can you see all the Old Style there? Yeah, that is officially, what was that, six or seven? Uh, that was eight. I'm on my ninth, ninth Old Style. Um, and we are at the bottom of this one, so... This is, I'm going to reach over here, and I'm going to officially open my 10th old style of the night, and a very depressed old style. <laughs> Listen to the depressed crack of the old style. Imagine that followed by tears rolling down my cheek. <laughs> I'm only half kidding. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Pour it. That's a good time. That's the good stuff. So, uh... Right, you want to uh, move on to the NBA, even though Sam's not here for... Probably what would have been the best Derrick Rose update of the year. Yeah. Um, Did you see he went off in the uh, preseason? Oh, I, I saw strictly because Sam retweeted every big um, <laughs> every big play that he did. <laughs> well, that's understandable. He actually did play pretty lights out, and um, Sam has got to be pissed that he's missing this. <laughs> well, Sam doesn't care about this podcast or about our listeners, so. Um, no, no, I think, oh no, that was Dallas. I was just wondering, because, yeah, the Timberwolves are playing the Warriors. The Mavericks played some team named the Ducks, and they beat them 116-63. to 63. And I don't know who they just bullied. Like, who <laughs> are those kids? Was this some sort of uh, All right. split program? Let's, hang on, I'm going to, this is this is really good radio. I'm just going to look, I'm just going to scroll Twitter and see, uh, until I find it. Oh, it's in <laughs> China. It's one of the Chinese teams. Well, okay. The Shanghai Ducks. Here's their starting lineup. Zhang, Fang, Wang, Zhou, and Hamilton. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Was that, was that Riff Hamilton? <laughs> no, it's Jay Hamilton. 
Yeah, the, uh, oh, the, the Beijing Ducks. The, ba- the Beijing... Justin Hamilton, the whitest guy I've ever seen in my life. The Beijing Shohang Ducks, also known as the Beijing Shohang or the Beijing Ducks, professional team in Beijing, China, which play in the North Division of the Chinese Basketball Association. Yeah, uh, I, I remember Donnie going to these games. Yeah. That's hilarious. I wonder what he thought about this game, but, uh, them starting a Wang Justin. Zang... Here's their, okay, so I'm, I do apologize if this comes off racist. I'm just going to read their entire uh, roster. And the only thing that makes me funny is, or that makes me laugh, is the order of these people and then Justin Hamilton. <laughs> so we have Wang Zhu, Fang Shu, Leon Ziao. I, I apologize to any of you listening if I am mispronouncing the names wrong. You are. Duang Peng. Zhu Yangsi, Zhang Karian, Tiruki Zianhaoyu, Zai Zai Chuan, Cheng Lin, Zhang Ziohi, Zhang Songtao, Ji Zai, and Justin Hamilton. <laughs> that is literally a Kian Pilskins. That is hilarious. Oh man, that is funny. <laughs> So yeah, that's so there's, stuff. so that's that's the team that the, uh, that the uh, Mavericks just beat up on, but um, yeah, back to our Derrick Rose update. Um, Derrick Rose first first preseason game. I had it right here on Twitter. Everyone relax. We have. <laughs> you had to go find the Ducks. I did. <laughs> I lost my Derrick Rose stat because I looked at the freaking Ducks. <laughs> ducks uh, are here we go. Sixteen points in twenty one minutes. Here's a here's a highlight. Flipping it up and in. <laughs> Rose hitting two in the first round. I don't know why I think that's so funny, but <laughs> that's well, that's that's me watching Derek Rose highlights during this episode. That's so funny. So yeah, the NBA has begun. Uh, preseason started. The Bulls and Bucks play on the night of this that this comes out. So. Uh, the Jabari Parker return. He's been saying lots of nice things in the media about the Bucks because, you know, he's a really nice guy. And it's impossible to hate Jabari Parker other than the fact that he's always out of shape. He looks like he's out of shape and he never plays defense. Hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. It's hard to hate Jabari. That was Derrick Rose hitting a step-back jumper. Oh, I, I, could, I could almost tell. Showing me the clips, by the way. He's just no. holding, up, holding up the fucking volume. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Derek Rose step back on Draymond Green. Are you are you guys ready for this? I'm just finding these on Twitter. These could not be worse for this segment. They're all dead silent and then a swoosh. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. Woo. Woo-wee. Okay. Um, Jabari, yeah. So, did you see the uh, the uh, report that came out either today or late last night that the uh, Timberwolves offered Jimmy Butler for Chris Middleton straight up? I don't know that I heard it was straight up. I just heard that, that was, they were looking for that swap. What do you That's, think? You know, I mean, uh, I don't think there's any chance in hell Jimmy Butler signs with us after this year. It's zero yeah. percent. So I think you keep Middleton. You, you 
don't screw Giannis's whole career by risking it on a Jimmy Butler Giannis beating the Warriors somehow. Yeah, that yeah. just doesn't make sense to me. The thing is, like Jimmy Butler is better, is better than Chris Middleton. Yes, but Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler's not staying in Milwaukee. Yeah, and Middleton is really good. Like obviously, if the Timberwolves are looking, we're okay with taking Middleton. Mm-hmm. That's because he's a stud. I mean, just just stick with Middleton, keep your core, keep everything, and don't let Jimmy come in and screw everything up for one year, like the Raptors are doing. So I'm I'm looking up a. Uh, he's no Kawhi. I would have done it for Kawhi Leonard. Correct. Maybe, but not Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I definitely agree. So I'm I'm looking up right now, um, Jimmy Butler news on Twitter or on uh, Google. Nudes. And nudes, and then I, and then after that, I looked at Jimmy Butler news with no D. <laughs> Because Jimmy Butler nudes only showed me what I've seen before. <laughs> anyway, the the uh, second thing on here is from Blue Man Hoop. Is that, is that really what it's called? Hang on. Yeah, BlueManHoop.com, where the uh, title is Golden State Warriors colon trading for Jimmy Butler makes sense. If, <laughs> what dickheads? If the Warriors trade for Jimmy Butler, I'm gonna throw up because well, that. Who would they trade? Right here it says um, Andre Iguodala and um, uh, Jacob Evans and two first-round picks. Jacob Evans was their first-round pick this year. It was like the 30th like overall pick. Cool. The Timberwolves aren't even close to taking that, I don't think. I mean, why would you want the Warriors' two first-round picks? Those don't matter where shit. If I'm, if I'm Andre Iguodala and I get traded to Tom Thibodeau, I retire. <laughs> Yeah, I would never want to play for Tom Thibodeau. I just retire on the spot. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, and, and just screw the Warriors at that point. Like, nope, I'm retiring. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, honestly, I really... Is Jeremy Butler going to get traded? Are they asking too much? I really don't know. I wish we had a, a basketball guy here to talk to us. Yeah, I wish one of our friends was real into basketball. I have heard a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of reports that Thibodeau is asking for way too much. First, first the reports were Thibodeau wasn't even taking calls. And so people ended up having to call the owner directly to get any trades in. Because Tibbs is delusional in thinking Jimmy Butler is going to play for the Wolves this year when he just doesn't want to. So, you know, the owner has to make the deal. And I think that, you know, he's still letting Thibodeau into the decision, decisions. And Tibbs is just asking for way too much. So I think it'll get worked down. And by the season, I think he'll be on a different team. I don't know who. I can't even guess, but we'll find out. If I had to put money on it, which I did, I put money on the Heat. (laughs) I have heard the Heat, and Colton has put money on him, so the Heat is not going to the Heat. So here's the thing. I retired from from sports gambling for a while, for like a good good amount, like a long time. Good for you. And then I won some money on my, (laughs) my baseball futures, so money got back in my account. So you, you quit because you didn't have any money left? Correct. <laughs> here's here's the thing. I won about $78 on my MLB futures. Um, like not including the fucking White Sox. <laughs> I was a half a game short. They needed to win on Sunday. <laughs> they lost like six straight to end the season. <laughs> I, needed one, I needed one fucking win out of them. So, anyway, well, here's the thing, here's the thing. Here's what's awesome about this, is that I won money on Sunday, back to, like, 78 bucks, right? Yeah. 
So I put a, I put a good amount of money on the Cubs winning against the Brewers and the over at seven. Seven is low for those two teams who either score no runs or a lot of runs. And in my head, I was like, I'm taking the Cubs, and the only way the Cubs win is if they score a lot of runs. Yada, yada. They didn't. They lost both. Cool. So I was like, fuck, I'm, a, I'm down some money. Oh, I'm going to put some money on the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm going pu- to put some money on the Chiefs. And at the time, I was like looking at it, and I was like, oh, well, like I had, I had class um, up until the game started on Monday after the Cubs game. So I put money on them at minus four and a half and the over. And I get off, and the over and the spread dropped three points for the over and one point for the spread. So at game time, they were three and a half, and whatever the total of the game was, minus a half. So I lost both of those. So then I was like, all right, I'm putting the rest of my money on the Cubs. Money money line winning this wild card game. Because in my head, I was like, I'm losing so much that the gods want me to lose in, it, against the Brewers to break my heart the most. But then I just lost all my... So I lost all my money already, and it's Tuesday night, and I won it Sunday. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I know. That is some bad beats, especially because you put... All your money basically into emotional games for you that you like that meant enough that you didn't need to bet on, but since you lost, it's like double pay. The the lost bets is literally like a secondary thought right now. Yeah, but I mean. what's cool is that the lost bets as a secondary thought hurts so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine. That's so great. fuck the White Sox, fuck the Cubs. Fuck gambling. I put $40 on the heat for the Jimmy. <laughs> that's, that's your last hope. You know, it could happen. That sounds like, what were your odds on that one? Um, they were the, they're, they're the favorites at like 7 to 1, but still. Still. Alright. Well, I think that's enough for sports if you want to probably stop talking. I really do. You know what? Just because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty depressed, and I'm, I'm not gonna be willing to like run from it. The Ryder Cup. What a, what an embarrassment of golf. Dude. Dude. Here's the thing. For those of you who watch golf, listen to golf, know golf. The U.S. can't hit a fairway, and they didn't hit any, any fairways this week. Did you see the whole Patrick Reed thing where he came out and said, I can't believe Jim Furyk didn't put me with, with Jordan Spieth? Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you see what happened today where an uh, anonymous member of the uh, United States team was bashing Patrick Reed? Oh, yeah. Destroyed him. Destroyed him. Yeah. Flat out, like, he came out and said... I heard about it. Yeah, so the thing is, Patrick Reed... Complained that he wasn't with Jordan Spieth because Jordan Spieth was with Justin Thomas, and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth were the only two players who played well over the weekend, and they won, and they went three and one. The rest of the team combined went like two and fifteen or something like that. Yeah. So those two obviously a great pairing. Patrick Reed's complaining about it because he's a big fat baby and he's fat and he's big. He's just big fat, comma and a baby. And um, so a. Uh, anonymous source who was a player on the U.S. Ryder Cup team came out and said 
um, Patrick Reed is an asshole, and this is like a quote like that you read it like in the SBN. Patrick Reed is an asshole. He would have shot like a ninety if it wasn't for Tiger, and like he was like this and then he was just dragging Reed through the mud. So, um, I don't know if you remember, like, episode, what was it, like, 31 or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's a guess, but the title is We Are Not a Patrick Reed Podcast. Yes. This is, this is, this is me stomping my, my fist. We are not a Patrick Reed Podcast. This is also me stomping my fist. I'm depressed because the Cubs lost. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to the Cubs. I'm drinking out of a Cubs cup right now. Like, what, what a fucking moron. Look at this dumbass cup I'm drinking out of. <laughs> This stinks, dude. Half my wardrobe's Cubs. What am I going to wear? <laughs> all right. Well, all right, that's final thing on the on the Ryder Cup. They stunk. Patrick Reed stinks. Nobody could hit a fairway. Nobody could putt. Tiger's so bad in, in the Ryder Cup. Very depressing. Great warm-up for my Monday, Tuesday baseball schedule. I'm glad that happened. Yeah, it's been a brutal few days for Cole. Ugh. Fuck me. All right. Well, well, I guess um, we can we can either talk about movies or do you have? I was thinking about it in class earlier when I was writing down my thoughts. Is there anything that is just getting on your nerves that you just want to vent? Oh man, <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't prepared. No, I don't. Uh, do you have something? Cause you thought of it. You can go for it. Um, one thing that I was thinking of, as I, as I was writing it in class, so th- there's there's a girl in my class who she like raises her hand and, she, and she's like always one of the first ones to like volunteer to like contribute in class and like and, and and like make her comments and stuff but she's just like a natural loud person so during lecture she'll be scrolling and she'll see a joke on on Instagram or Twitter so she'll laugh and then so fucking loud that the whole class is like what are you fucking laughing at who laughs out loud to jokes on Twitter. And she laughs laughs like she's watching like Kevin Hart's old stuff for the first time ever. So it's so fucking, it's so annoying. And then um, today, she's doing it and she's laughing and she's like and it turns out the thing that she's laughing at is a thing on Twitter says, go, go to your messages, allow your uh, predict text to go on, and then tap the second thing on your uh, predict text, have you seen that where it's like three, three words? Yeah, and if you ever laugh at those, you're an idiot. So she was tapping the second one, one two, like just over and over and over and over un- until she had like a whole paragraph, and she was laughing at the paragraph that it that it made because she had to send it to her ex boyfriend. So she was dying at that. So then the guy next to her, so fuck that girl. So then that it was so bad. It was her, the guy to her left, and then. To the left of that guy was me, so I was furious. I was fucking writing in my fucking notebook. I was like, I was like burning through pages, like fuck this girl. I hate her so bad. So then, um, she was like laughing out loud and made him do it and was laughing at his fucking predict text. So then my uh, professor was um, talking and he like stopped until she was done laughing and was like, "Is there something that you want to like share with us?" And she's like, "Oh," and she was like, "Oh no." And she was mad. So then after the class, she's like complaining in the hallway. And I'm already having a grumpy day because the Cubs lost yesterday. And I just hate talking to people in class. And this is honestly the second time that I've used this exact line at school. I took it from Aziz Ansari stand-up. So, so she's complaining. And she, she turns to me in the hallway. She goes, 
can you believe he called me out in class? And I looked at her and I was like, he's the worst, he's the worst professor I've ever had. He should be silenced. And then I stared at her like right in the eyes. He should be murdered. <laughs> and, and I didn't smile like a sociopath. And she looked at me and I thought she, she was going to cry. And then I just walked, and then I put on my headphones and I walked away. So she thinks I'm a serial killer. And I'm pretty sure we have a, and then we, so then we got assigned to a groups, and I'm pretty sure she's in one of my groups. <laughs> so I think we have a big, I think we have a big uh, group project coming up. So that's just my week. Well, that was a, that was an excellent to just pile on to you know more depressing stuff about your life. I don't really have anything. I'm gonna say it's October, and I've been doing lots of spooky stuff. Uh, I've been playing a video <laughs> game called Until what? Dawn. What's a spooky thing that isn't? <laughs> I'm picturing you like playing this game by yourself, like damn, this is spooky, but like, but like, but like talking to yourself too. Yeah, like saying spooky. I say spooky all the time, uh, but it's actually like a really fun game. I play with my girlfriend, and it's like scary. It's like a scary movie, basically. That you make half the decisions. Like you, for an example, there's one time where you have to choose who to kill, and you legitimately choose which of your friends you kill, and then. You also have to press buttons when you're running away from people quickly. And the other night, I mispressed one button, and the character got his fucking head cut off, and he's gone. He's it's there's no there's no redos. He's dead. What's this I game called? Until dawn. Until it's got dawn. Great ratings. It's not like sponsor a, uh, us. Yeah, if, you, if you're like a you know a big gamer, you probably won't like it that much because it's not like a big. It's like a story. It's basically just a scary movie. That you're playing, and it, it's actually awesome. Really good voice acting. Hayden Panettiere's in it. Ooh. So, and she's in a towel for a little bit. That was oh, Hayden Panettiere in a towel. Oh. She's obviously animated too. Oh, so, it's even better. Even better. <laughs> and I've also been started a TV show on uh, Hulu, Castle Rock. I've heard it's uh, good things, and uh, the first episode watched it today. Terrifying and cool and creepy. So nice. Big into big into spooky stuff for us. Nice. Um, while we're on the topic of Hulu, and I will probably forget if I wait till we're off the uh, episode. Can I borrow your Hulu account because my dumbass sister canceled it, and I still haven't finished Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm like five episodes away. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta figure out the password. Yeah, we'll figure that out later. But I I, I need I need to let you know because I will I will forget. But um, I guess going into spooky. Have you seen the movie Hereditary? Hereditary, no, I have not. Oh, balls, dude. Okay, so Hereditary is about this, like, family, and their whole family past is kind of weird and janky and, like, mysterious, but, like, really secretive, so nobody really knows. And, like, Hereditary is because there's, like, this thing that passes down from generation to generation. That's, that's like, Hereditary. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and, like, I guess that's the best thing that I can say without giving anything away. Yeah. Um... Only thing I will give away is, have you seen, do you remember uh, Naked Brothers Band? Yes, it's, it's got Nat Wolf in it. Alex Wolf. <laughs> Wait, not the guy who the, was in... Uh, the guy from uh, Jumanji, whatever, whatever one he is. Wait, the guy from Death Note? Death Note. Have you seen that? It's like a uh, movie about an anime, and it was really big on Netflix. Death? It was really oh, bad. Isn't, isn't, bad. isn't Death Note like a uh, anime? Yeah, it is, and then they made it into a live-action movie, and it's really bad. Is it uh? Is it twenty? It's, got, it's starring that wolf. Twenty seventeen film. 
Oh, Nat Wolf? No, it's not Nat Wolf. It's Alex Wolf. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, have you That's seen uh, Jumanji? Yeah, I've seen Jumanji. That's... So, Jumanji, the new one, um, the dorky kid in the beginning who's the main character, that's Alex Wolf. I didn't, uh, re- I didn't realize the wolves were doing so well. Yeah, I mean, good for, good yeah. for them. I thought, I thought their careers were definitely over. Oh, same. Same. I'm shocked that Nat Wolf is getting main roles in big Netflix movies and Alex Wolf is in other bullshit. Alex Wolf was in Jumanji, my big fat... Greek Wedding 2, Coming Through the Rye, which I don't know what that is, but I see it on, on Google here. Wait, Nat Wolf starred in Paper Towns? And he was in The Fault in Our Stars, too? Paper Towns? I've never seen that's, Paper Towns. That's written by the, that's the book that's the by the guy who wrote The Fault in Our Stars. So it, it was yeah, like, I've never seen either of those, or Death Note. Which, I read The Fault in Our Stars, which is, I am not ashamed to say, <laughs> in high school study hall we had like 15 copies in our library and it looked really cool. yeah we and did you know we did it's we a had a fuck ton it's a good book fuck, fuck all the haters but yeah that, that that doesn't surprise me at all that i didn't know that nat wolf was even around because i haven't seen any of these top movies that he's in <laughs> yeah but, but those are big i mean those are big time movies so true good, good for the wolves that, but alex wolf is jumanji i thought was awesome and like hilarious and then, dude, Hereditary. Look it up. I saw a post on Facebook, so you know it's true. It was scientifically proven as the scariest movie of 2018. Oh, okay. God. Okay, so yeah, I'm... I love scary movies, but... So it's, it's two hours and seven minutes long. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the first hour, 20, hour 30, slow buildup. Kind of really... Yeah. It kind of really doesn't make sense. And, like, when I say slow buildup, I'm telling you it's slow... <laughs> fucking build up so the first big twist that happens in the movie happens like a, like an hour in spoiler alert i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna tell you what it is that's fine yeah that, that's not a spoiler it zooms in on a character all joking aside a minute to a minute and a half of slow zoom in with nothing said or any background music oh god dude, I, I can just that's like, oh, that's shit. the kind of build up it happens so it was so the end of it is in my eyes, I thought it was so cool and so fucking nuts. I was screaming out loud because of like all the buildup and shit. I'm probably gonna spoil it all because I'm telling you how much buildup is actually happening. Because the because <laughs> the whole movie, I'm like, is somebody gonna say something ever? The problem with scary movies, in my opinion, a lot of them, the reason they suck is because it is sort of buildup, but they get all the scares out in the middle, like a bunch of jump scares, and then the ending is if the ending is disappointing. Then I just say fuck this whole movie, and the whole scary movie sucks. Agreed. So many Agreed. Scary movies have shitty endings. So if okay. this one has a good one, I'm on board. Um, it's more of a confusing ending, and once yeah. I and once I understood it, I was like, that's that's a good ending. If that if, if that makes sense. That, that does. Have you seen Mother? I yes. Feel like I, had, I had the same feeling about that. I'm no, like, this is this happened. is scarier than Mother. This is a better. Okay, I mean, this is a better ending than Mother. Okay. Good. Or was it Mother or Mama? Was it Mother with Jennifer Lawrence? Ah, whatever. Have you seen the one with Jennifer Lawrence? Where it's no. all a Jesus allegory? Oh, no, right. I'm, I'm thinking of Mama. Oh, well, you should see Mother. It's actually very interesting. And uh, you got to get your take on it. The ending is insane. All right, well, you watch Hereditary. I watch Mother. Hereditary is fucking scary. I will definitely put it on the list. I'm in a spooky mood. <laughs> yeah. 
it's not like a spooky movie either. It's just like a fucking like build up. Like there are some moments when I like look back, I'm like, why the fuck did that happen? <laughs> so don't get too hung up on those moments. <laughs> I'll let I'll let you watch it so you can be like, damn, that, these yeah, are probably. Well, you, you still haven't seen Pop Stars. So Correct. You know what? I might never watch this movie. It's a damn good movie. Well, jokes on you. It. Jokes on you. There's no Pop Star season. Pop Stars year round. Perfect perfect time to watch a scary movie is during October. True. You got me there. I did. Give me one win because I'm not gonna get the rest of October because the Cubs are out of the playoffs. <laughs> I, I think that's a show right there. All right, final thought, Jake. Final thought, Colby to see Popstar, and honestly, I there is so much less stress on my mind that the Cubs are out of the playoffs. <laughs> Same. Here's the thing. What's funny is that if the Cubs win the World Series, it's the best month of my life. October 2016 was the best month of my life. October 2015, October 2017, so much stress way too much stress this is a good thing this is gonna be a good thing this is this is spin zone colton coming at you live from the 815 and um spin zone colton sounds a lot like depressed colton because they're the same person right now um the cubs are out of the playoffs but the rest of the month is going to be cool the worst case scenario is if the yankees and the brewers are in the world series that's like legitimately the worst case scenario for me I really wish the – I hope the Rockies sweep the Brewers. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Rockies, but until either one signs, I'm going to push that this bad showing this season and this technically postseason with game 163 and wild card game is going to push Theo to desperately make a move um, and sign Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. So until either one signs a contract – Officially, I'm going to make this a, g- a good thing. <laughs> there you go. Just spin it until it's a good thing. God damn it. <laughs> Addison Russell should should be cut. That's my official final thought. I fucking hate Addison Russell. Do you remember me talking about this preseason that I hate him? Yeah, I remember you got us with a bullshit where you told us Addison Russell was out partying. And even though that did happen, like... I just said ago. I just said the wrong day. Yeah, that was, was my bullshit. And it happened again, like during the season. I it happened. It happened. It happened once a month. That yeah, dude's I, I a scumbag. The red line, though, and this was like big time, like playoff push time, and he was caught late at a bar. That guy's a scumbag. Three kids, three different women. Two of them complained that he beat him. I hope he's done for the rest of his career. That guy stinks. Get out of here, Aston Russell. I hate you. All he can do is field. He can't even kick. The only thing he can hit is women. Fuck you, Addison Russell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. He can't hit. All right. Well, I guess uh, final, final thought conjointly is fuck you, Sam. There's zero, There's a 0.1% chance you listen to this episode, 0.0% chance you listen this far. So fuck yeah. you, Sam. Fuck you, Sam. No way you do that.